Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name's Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors are EBXYA and Adam Stone. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a hot minute. You know, I mean, we're recording kind of like, uh... One after the other, right? Uh, or actually, we, we skipped a day. We skipped a day, and uh, episodes are going up late, okay? it's uh, It's been a, been a little minute, you know? There's a lot They're going on. They're making it there. That's the important I, part, I right? I think we'll, 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 we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, there's some things we want to get into, things we want to talk about, discuss, because we have quite a bit for this episode, and I'm uh, pretty excited. We had a nice little quote-unquote break, right? <laughs> um, but uh, the internet, right? It gets weird. It's a strange place. Uh, Junior, you've, you've been pretty interested in the, in, in the internet pretty recently, uh what are some things well, you got to say? I don't know about interested, but just like there's so many rumors that pop up, you know, who's being cast or who's proposedly cast for this Marvel movie, what's going to happen with the next phone. And it's just kind of like, why not let us just be surprised? Why does everyone dedicate their life to, you know, releasing rumors ahead of time and just, I don't know. Right. I feel like it takes the fun out of it. I feel like it, it, I would agree to that. It's like, uh, you know, back then where, like, magazines were, like, always, like, the new, like, drama-centric thing. Like, ooh, what happened to Tom Cruise and, you know, whatever, whatever, getting divorced or getting married. And it was, like, always the the rumor-centric, you know, uh, section of the media. So I yeah I could agree with with you on that one. Like they're always dropping rumors on the next, um, how would you say on the next phone or the next Xbox system or PlayStation system, or like you said, even characters. Have you been engulfed in like uh, the recent you know rumors and stuff for Spider Man? Yeah, and I'll. Just quickly say, I don't think I'm excited for that movie, but <laughs> really, really, what? No, I heard Spider Man, and I knew Justin was excited. What? What? What makes you unexcited for that movie? Because I feel like Sony's trying to do a cash grab and basically do like a live version of um, the animated movie that came out recently. Yeah, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. I mean, so I just I feel like Sony's just trying to copy that idea as a cash grab. It could so. be. It could be. Like, you know, the an awesome cash grab. What happened there? I said, but it'll be an awesome cash grab. It, to be it's honest, cash like, cash. don't you love Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man? Like, For I Toby? loved him as Spider-Man. Those first Spider-Man, Spider-Man films that came out was just amazing. Yeah, they were pretty good. Uh, Sam Raimi's pretty awesome. I mean, he made Evil Dead series as well. Yeah, Love and he's movie. directing the uh, Doctor Strange too, so I'm excited to see what he's gonna do that uh, for that. So it's like they're sort of bringing him back home, back to to Marvel, and I think that's uh, like you said, an exciting feature uh, or exciting feat. I don't know. I think with when it comes to Spider Man though, this like the Spider Verse, 
is such a huge important part to Spider-Man because it's it's different than the multiverse. It's way different than you know uh, time travel or whatever. It's like it has to deal with like the web of fate and its whole other aspect to it. So I wonder how they're going to sort of discuss the whole you know uh, introduction of like all these different Spider-Man and stuff like that. I wonder if it's going to be the Spider-Verse or they're going to use the, like the quantum realm and all that jazz that happened in uh, Avengers Endgame and then Avengers Infinity War. So I just yeah. what happened? Marvel involved too. Uh for what with this new film? Yeah. This new film, That's... I think it's Marvel who's kind of out for the cash grab then because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Um yeah. and they're the ones who normally say what's good to go or not, you know, especially for like into the Spider-Verse and stuff. Uh yeah. for animated but um, in Marvel and Sony are doing like a shared licenses thing where they got like a right now they have a contract for the Spider-Man films only. So in in that's, yeah, that's the specific Tom Holland ones. Because I was like, well, maybe I because maybe this was just a uh, Sony's own thing that they were doing. I wasn't sure if it was like part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatnot. Because I mean, if Marvel wasn't involved, then that scared me a little bit. Because Sony, Sony Spider-Man last by themselves the last few times wasn't the greatest. It wasn't yeah. awful, but it wasn't. The Andrew Garfield, I, I liked the first Spider-Man. I was like, oh, cool, the amazing Spider-Man, awesome. And then I got to the second one, and I was like, uh... <laughs> like I, I wasn't too impressed by it, like... Half the film, I, I thought it was really cool, but, like, the other half I thought was really dumb. Like, their introduction of Green Goblin was horrible. Um, uh, and same for Rhino. I just, I was, like, so disappointed with those two things kind of, like, ruined the movie for me. <laughs> well, hey, and now supposedly they're coming back, right? Yeah, now yeah. you have uh, Andrew Garfield coming back, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, uh, now... Jamie Foxx as Electro, he did, uh, I think he did a pretty Ooh. phenomenal job. I, I Kudos to him. Hats off to him. Like, I applaud that guy. Um, <clears throat> he did a fantastic job as that villain. And I'm excited to see him come back. I'm excited to see Dr. Octopus come back, the, the actor who played him in uh-huh. Spider-Man 2. And I'm excited to see Tobey Maguire and, you know, Andrew Garfield, too. He wasn't horrible, like I said. It was just that second film was kind of rough. Um, so I I don't know, Junior. I'm kind of I'm kind of hyped. It could be a cash grab, but I mean, if they do it right, you know, it's a good. It just cash sounds grab. like a. It just sounds like a too big of a thing to do in a movie, you know. That that is a uh, a bit of a, a a big thing to to do. It's gonna be hard to keep up, and then it's like, okay, you do this in Spider Man Three. Now, what happens if you go to Spider Man Four? Right? Like, is it gonna be? How are you going to not now introduce the Spider-Verse? I don't know. It could be paving the way for Miles Morales in live action, which I would be excited to see. Yeah, I'd be excited to see that. But th- this is one of those cases where it's, it's like the internet ru- uh, rumors like, kind of like ruined it for me. This yeah. Like, I, w- I don't know. I'm going in with low expectations now at this point. 
I, I feel like it's uh, if they do that movie, the Marvel will be in the exact same boat as they are right now with Endgame. I mean, Endgame was massive. Lots of put a lot of stuff into one movie. I feel like it's kind of in the same boat. So it'll there'll be kind of like a slope down, and then it'll go back up at the conclusion of the next phase and stuff like that. But I don't know. I kind of like the kind of like the rumors because then you get like it builds hype around the movies like right now the minute they announced Tobey Maguire might be in the movie instantly the movie got like 600 times better for most people yeah I'm excited for it okay <laughs> but what else I'm is excited. the internet uh, oh you know what the internet has ruined a little bit something not ruined it completely for me but we'll be talking about it in the after break but uh or not after this break but a little bit later in the podcast it 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 kind of ruined my expectation for cyberpunk and uh i i i got a lot to say about cyberpunk (laughs) and not all of it is as positive as the rumors have been so that's why I'm ready to <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be good for a few it's and it's not gonna be a crazy rip on cyberpunk, but I'm gonna save it for later because <laughs> I, I have a lot more to say on it, but I you know junior, I can get behind that the internet does kind of ruin uh my perceptions of things um, or even like um when new phone like when they're like, oh, here's the new features for the new phone, and you're like, oh, it's going to be really cool, and then it's not a, it's not the case when the phone comes out. You know? <laughs> right. They, they overhype everything, and then you get it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it works, but oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it works. It's not a full-screen you know, phone. You still got holes and whatnot. <laughs> or like, uh, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, I'm trying to think of something else now. Um yeah, the internet. Well, but what can you say though, right? Like the internet's like such a wild animal. Like there's only so much you could do. Like uh, it's it's a flood of just crazy negativity at times. It's a flood of just lies. It's at just, times, so much all the time, man. That's <laughs> there's what the so much built on strange, almost toxicity at times too. In just the internet like it's it's insane i mean you got like the internet that has the ability to cancel actors and actresses like you know you literally the internet could ruin a person's career so like that's just absolutely insane to me um but like that's the will of the beast i guess right like what can we do essentially uh about that whole situation that's the the unfortunate part of uh our good old friends from uh, the internet, but uh, in in talking about that, you you kind of discuss ruining phones and ruining the idea of phones. Um, and Tyler, we had talked about our podcast, you know, quite a bit ago, and you know us, we're phone fanatics. Tyler ended up getting the the new iPhone, I believe, right? Yes, I did. I have to uh, apologize for my cat. I don't know if you guys heard that, but she's oh, don't worry. Needy mine right is, now. Mine is climbing in the closet, so you might hear her banging. Oh, mine was like meowing bloody murder in the other room, and I didn't know if it was hurt or not, so I'm, now I'm like cuddling her so she shuts <laughs> her up. <laughs> so uh, how, how are but, you yeah. enjoying your new phone? 
Well, let's say the transition really wasn't great for me, and I don't understand why. So me and Sarah, we both had the Note 10 Pluses. They were great phones. I really liked them, but I used iPhone since the iPhone 4, and there's just features that were that I was used to that were non-existent on these phones. So I decided to go back because I really missed them. But that was that was the first hiccup. First of all, we, this is the first phone I've ever actually pre-ordered. So mine took forever to come in. I got the uh, the fancy new blue one, the 12 Pro Max in the new blue color. So, and I will say, I really do like the color. It looks beautiful. Um, but Sarah's came in before mine. She just got the black one. So they probably made more of the black one because everyone probably buys the black or the white one or whatever, the basic colors. Well, hers comes in first. And there's an app you download to your Android. And then they connect to each other. And it moves all of your stuff over. Downloads your apps to your iPhone, your pictures, your text messages, everything. It took about an hour, but everything went over to hers perfectly fine. And then she's using it, you know, working all good, no problems. I get mine in. No matter how hard I tried or how many times I tried, it got to about 75% and just said an error occurred. So mm. I had to do all of my stuff manually. Ooh. So that was the first big pain in the ass. So I was like, Apple, I just took you out of the box and you failed me. <laughs> oh I was looking forward to you so much. <laughs> and I took you out of the box. I got the pretty new color, like a thousand dollars spent and you failed me. <laughs> so that part aside, I went through, luckily I had an iPhone not too long ago, so a lot of my contacts were in the cloud. Downloaded all of them. Uh, some of them I actually do have the funny pictures for like the contact photos. I'm a contact photo kind of person. Um, but so I got some of that stuff. And then I just, the only thing I really cared about was my pictures. So I just downloaded them to my computer before I reset my phone. End of story done. And then I re-downloaded my apps. So I had to do all that myself. Not a huge deal, but it was like, why did Sarah's go so smoothly and her phone is just working? And why is mine like a total shit show? <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. But what I will say is when I was looking into the phone, I was doing a bunch of research, trying to see if there's any problems or anything like that. And so far, the worst thing that I found is that the 5G can kill your battery like no one knows. That's what really? everyone was saying. But Apple has this auto 5G setting. So it's it's turned on like that out of the box. And I just left it. And I can stream a YouTube video in 1080. Not that 480 garbage anymore. But I can stream it in 1080 without being throttled. And the back of the phone, there is a warm spot. So I'm assuming that's the modem because it only happens when I'm using a lot of data. Um, but the battery, I easily get more than a day's worth of battery. And I always put my phone on the charger overnight. That's fine with me. So the battery life, nothing to worry about. 
But the big thing that everybody kept saying is when you take this phone out of the box, this is quoted from other people, it just feels like you're holding a premium device. It feels like $1,000 in your hand, a bunch of people were saying. Well, I was like, eh, I mean, it's it's another chunk of metal with glass on it. And it really <laughs> feels that different, you know? But then I'm holding it next to my note. And my note was the top-of-the-line phone when I bought it. And it was still considered one of the top-of-the-line phones. Yeah, the Note 20 is out right now, but everyone's like, the Note 10 and the Note 20, they're so close. But I don't know. It It's heavier. That's probably because it's stainless steel instead of aluminum. Uh, the glass is definitely smoother on your finger. Like, when I used my Note, like, if your finger was greasy or sweaty or whatever, it would get stuck on the glass. Like, it would suction cup to it. The iPhone does not do that at all. The frosted glass on the back, just, it feels good in your hand. And then the stainless steel, the fingerprint magnet, looks terrible without a case. But it feels good in your hand. So now I'm like, this is what they were talking about. Because my Note 10, if I took the case off my Note 10 and held it, and then held my iPhone at the same time, the Note 10 felt like garbage. <laughs> so I was like, huh, they were right. But, I mean, then it just goes to every Apple user's experience. I mean, if you've had an iPhone, even if it's five years old iPhone, what I think they still support the iPhone 5S. Um, So... That up until now, well, difference, of course, with the home button. That's another thing I'm getting used to. The gestures. I will say gesture control is a little bit better on an Android device. The Apple gesture control is kind of weird. Like, um, what, what's, what makes it weird? Well, I had the gesture control on my Android, and you would swipe up from the bottom... And it would it would go to your home screen. If you swiped up from either of the bottom corners, it would open your Google Assistant. And then, of oh, course, okay. you could say, hey, Google. Well, I probably just triggered everyone's devices when they listen. <laughs> um, but and then when you wanted to go back, you just took a finger from either side of the screen and you just swiped from the side. And that was like hitting the back button. Well, iPhone, say I open an app. And then I'm so used to just hitting the back button and it closes that app or it just goes back a step. And well, this phone, in some cases, it'll go back depending on the app you're using. But in most cases, you'll just scroll to the side and you're like, damn it, that didn't work. And now you got to find your way back to where you were in the app. <laughs> oh my so gosh. that's a little different. Uh, the notification center on my phone, you know, using a big screen phone, I had a, there was a setting you could turn on where you could just pull down from the center of your screen and it would show you your notification center. Well, on this phone, if you pull down from the middle of the screen, it gives you your Siri suggestions and your phone search. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you have to actually pull the clock down to get your notifications, which is still super easy, but I'm not used to it. And then on the other side, if you pull your, there's a part that has how many bars you have, your Wi-Fi, and then your battery life, if you pull that down, 
you get what Apple calls their control center. That's where you can turn stuff on and off. You can adjust your brightness, your flashlights and stuff's in there. It'll show you your battery percentage, all that stuff. Whereas on an Android, when you just pulled down in the middle of the screen, you got both of those on one big screen. And I'm like, I have a 6.7 inch screen. It's the same size screen as my Note 10. There's plenty of room on the screen to have them both always displayed. Now, the notch. Everyone said the notch. If you have an Android and then you go to an iPhone, you're going to be like the notch every time you open it. (laughs) But I use my phone in dark mode. Always have. From the day it came out, I've always used dark mode. You don't really see the notch. And when you're watching a YouTube video in widescreen, the bars are usually on the sides of the screen to get like the perfect aspect ratio. And they're just on the edge of the notch. So the notch is already in a black bar. Now, I don't play money like phone games or whatever. So a lot of people say when you're in games, the notch is always in the way or sometimes there's buttons behind the notch. So I'm like, okay, then how do you press it? But I don't really play phone games, so I can't really speak for that. But the notch hasn't been an issue for me. <clears throat> what the is this talking about? You don't know what the iPhone notch is? Oh, no clue. Wait, don't you have a... What What iPhone do you have? Are you just talking about, like, the speaker spot? Yeah, that's... On, on the top of the screen, it has all the cameras and the scanners for face unlock. And it's about an inch and a half wide, I would say, maybe a little less than that. But it's just a notch that bumps down in your screen. Oh, okay, so it's like my phone. Um, yeah. Yeah, what phone do you have? I have the uh, XR. Yep, yours has a notch. Yeah. Like, on Justin's phone, you, you have the Pixel, and Junior, I don't know if you, you have a S10, right? Yeah. You guys have the hole punch, like my Note had. Yes, it's a lot smaller. You can fit a lot more at the top of that screen. Well, the iPhone has the notch. So if you (laughs) if you look at it in the light, there's like four different holes in it that have different types of sensors in them. And then there's a speaker in the middle. And if you look at them like, okay, I don't know what's underneath the glass unless I were to take it apart. But it looks like you can make that notch so much smaller, but Apple won't. Well, yeah, and they're, they're trying to fit all their sensors and stuff for the face unlock because it doesn't right. seem like they want to let that feature go. Oh, and <laughs> let me tell you, I was looking into the phone, and the new iPad has a thumbprint center or fingerprint sensor in the power button. Oh, and there was so many rumors of that making it to the new iPhone. I was excited. <laughs> Hey, because we were going when the one of the reasons I chose to try out an Android was like, okay, I was kind of curious to see how good Android was now that it's not it's not, you know, it used to be known for being a little bit buggy now and then. And I haven't heard that for a long time. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to try Android. I'm going to see what what this is all about. But then I went to the phone store and Sarah's like, well, I want the iPhone 10. Well, the iPhone 10. They were talking about all these problems. And they took out the fingerprint sensor. And then all of a sudden, we're looking at this um, Note 10 Plus, And I'm looking at the Note 10 Plus and holding it next to an iPhone. I think it was an 11 Pro Max or something like that. 
Um, and I'm just like, does the note have a fingerprint sensor? Because there wasn't anything on it. And then the guy in the store, he's like, oh, yeah, it's under the screen. I'm like, whoa, okay. And I'm like, a fingerprint sensor. And it also did Face ID. It wasn't as good as Apple's Face ID, but yeah, it did it. Um, I it yeah, I don't think that was anything just, to uh, brag about. It basically just looked at your picture, and if it was the same picture, like you could <laughs> yeah. take your phone and a portrait on the wall and it would unlock your phone. It wasn't yeah. <laughs> we don't talk uh, about that here at Android. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my aunt had that. She has a, a Note 9 or a Note 8 or something like that, and she's like, it has Face ID like the new iPhone. It's cool. It's so safe. And I pulled up her contact picture. I was told her phone and it unlocked. And I was like, your phone's not safe. What's a what's I a face ID? What? And unlocked your phone. <laughs> but so I went for the Note 10 because it had that fingerprint sensor. And so now I can say I've used both of the latest versions of iOS and Android. And iOS works fast. That is one thing I can say for sure. This phone does things faster than my Note 10 Plus did. Now it has Apple's A14 chip in it. You know, of course, if you have Apple making your chip and Apple making your software, they're going to work good together. There's no doubt about that. Whereas Android makes, or Google makes Android, but Google doesn't make the processor that runs Android. And then you, what? I don't know what the... Um, What's what's the brand of processors Androids usually use? The brand of processors. Ed Junior, uh, do you know? <clears throat> not off the top of my head. For some reason, uh, I want to say it's Snapdragon, but that doesn't Snapdragon, seem right. Snapdragon, that's it. Okay, yeah, I was thinking um, Snapdragon, and then I was either going to say Snapdragon or AMD, but I'm like, AMD is not. What not AMD. I'm like, yeah. Then, <laughs> I was like, Samsung, the they made their own processor, and it wasn't available like the Snapdragon versions of the phone, but it did work a little bit better because they made that specific for their phone. So, and Snapdragon, it's, it's a processor that can run a lot of different devices. You can, if you have a phone with a Snapdragon processor, you can run Linux on your phone because it's just an open source processor pretty much. But Apple that's just one of their things. The processor in this phone, the graphics in this phone are definitely better than what I could tell on my note. So everything does it a little bit faster. Animations are smoother. I will say it's still a 60 hertz display, but I really don't do anything where I need more than 60 hertz. So I guess that's fine. A little bit disappointing. I was hoping for like 90 hertz. Or hell, even if they did a 75 hertz display, that would have been a huge improvement. But I guess they did it because of battery life. Which, that's one thing about the iPhone. It's not even... I'd have to look it up, but I think the phone, the battery in my phone is less than 3,000 milliamp. What? For that big of a phone? I think so. But my phone has better battery life than my Note 10... That had like a four thousand or something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll do a quick Google. I'm sure yeah, I can find it in like thirty seconds. That real quick. That's strange. But I see mine has a four thousand milliamp battery though, and I love my battery. 
Pixel Five, you did my, you did me well. I think the only thing I would complain about the Pixel Five is like the, uh, the front-facing camera is not as clear. You know, it's it's at least uh, when I use it on Snapchat, it's absolutely horrible. Okay, um, I was thinking about the the Pro, not the Pro Max. The okay. Pro Max has a thirty-six hundred milliamp battery. 3,687 to be exact. But still, that's marginally smaller than my Note. And this battery is way more efficient than my Note by far. Do you think it's possibly because it's like not running the apps open as much like for, for the phone? Well, see, I don't know because I'm always closing my apps. And when I that's that is one complaint I have. My iPhone and Android, there is a close all apps button. And iPhone, there's not. You have to swipe them all away. So that gets annoying. But I no matter what, I've always closed all my apps all the time. So if I wasn't holding my phone in my hand, chances are there wasn't an app running. So but so that being said. That the phone is basically just standby. What was my Android doing all the time that caused that battery to go by so much faster? That's what I'm curious about. I think it was, it was like running because sometimes, like I would notice that where uh, I would be getting uh, background apps that are mm-hmm. continuously like showing up in the background. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. And. Um, Maybe that could been the issue because that happens to me sometimes where I notice, like I said, I notice there's an app, like I closed out of it, but it's still running in the background. So then, right. like, I have to hold it down and then hit force close. Um, but other than that, like, it, I don't know, my my S10 never did that too much, neither does my Pixel. So I don't know, maybe the I... Note 10 had its kinks. I mean, the Note 10 had way more storage, way more RAM, a stronger processor. So it may have been doing more in the background at at the same time. Whereas your guys' phones, they don't have that much. So Android may be adjusting, you know? Like, okay, here's the Note 10. Let's just say for simple numbers, the Note 10 has 10 cores. Okay, your Pixel, let's just say it has six cores. I know these numbers aren't right, but Android's being like, I have less resources. I can't do as much at the here with this phone. But now on the Note 10, Android's like, I have all these resources. I can do all this right now still and not affect the user. So maybe that's why the battery was so different. Possibly. But it just, so it seems like Apple's management. And we're talking battery management, RAM management, application management. Everything just feels so much more efficient. The phone just works smooth no matter what. Not to say my Android didn't, but did you uh, did you happen to get a new case for your your phone? I did. I wasn't. I I ordered a case and everything, and I made sure it all got here before the phone. Because I was like, this phone can't come out of the box unless it's in a case. <laughs> did you get? Would you? Did you get the Rhino Shield uh, case at all? Um, you know, I thought about it, and I just couldn't decide on a color, 
So I ended up getting a Catalyst case because it had really good reviews, really good drop ratings, and it's not like big and bulky. It's still, you know, nice and slim. But I do like it. it. I can't wait to see. I want to see that in person. That phone must look nice. I do have to admit, the color of it looks really sexy. (laughs) Oh, dude, when I took it out of the box, I was like, this does not look like the pictures, but I really like it. (laughs) So then overall experience, you're you're enjoying the new new the new iPhone. Other than um like small things. On Android, it handles copy and paste differently, and I like the way they handle copy and paste. iPhone, it's just the way you manipulate the phone is a little bit different. You know, on Android you'd see a text box, you press your finger for a second, and then options would come up. On Apple, you see the text box, you touch the text box, and it opens your keyboard, and then you touch the text box again, and it gives you all your options. So there's just those little differences. I'm used to the way Android works, but I still like the way Apple works. And, oh, there's one thing I was going to get into. Oh, widgets. When I had my iPhone 8 Plus, that was the last iPhone I had. I couldn't have widgets. Oof. On the on iOS 14, now I can have all my widgets. Really? It feels kind of like Android. Android's widgets are superior, for sure. There's no doubt about that. But I can put my clock widget on my screen. I can put my weather widget on my screen. I don't have to open these apps to see my quick information. They're already there, just like they were on Android. And what? then... The other thing is the app library. I don't know how long the app library has been a thing, but like I said, I didn't have it on my 8 Plus. But the app library is, you know how on Android where you'd swipe up and you would show you all your apps? Yes. Well, on this one, if I swipe to the last screen, I can see all the different categories and all my different apps. I can screw, I can scroll through there and see all the different stuff. So I was able to do the stuff I used the most on my home screen, and I don't have to scroll through pages anymore. I love it. If anyone's an iPhone user, they know what I'm talking about. When you had 20 apps on your phone, you were scrolling through two or three pages to get to your apps. Well, now all my main apps are on my home screen, and I take one swipe to the left, and it brings up my app library. And I haven't tried to organize it, or I don't know if you can organize it, but it's just like the app drawer on Android. You swipe down, and you can see all the apps, and you click on a folder, it opens everything in that folder. It just works super smooth. I think what's insane about just this had something uh, had brought something up to my mind for um the pixels way of like managing uh apps too is like when when you don't have them on your home page and like you swipe up other than uh how would you say like the the galaxy like the samsung it actually you can't put like the uh apps into like folders and organize it yourself it literally just organizes everything for you like abc order for all of your apps my note could do folders and stuff. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. The note and the Android and stuff, uh, Galaxy can do the folders, well, like when you would swipe up. But Pixel, you're not allowed to do that. 
what the pixel part of your launcher see that's one of the good things about android you can download what they call launchers like i could download uh google's pixel launcher and i could make my note 10 work just like a pixel yeah they even had iphone launchers that i could make my note 10 look like an iphone and work like an iphone so you can change that stuff it was it was a nice uh, experience. So that's what I'm just saying. It's it was different and it's nice. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, so, but I'm I mean I'm happy to see that you're having an overall good experience with the at least the transition of it. You're you're happy that you got that. Man, that first five minutes with the phone, you know, you hold the power button and the Apple sign pops up. And you're like, cool, it's turning on. And then I had like 80% battery when I took it out of the box. So I was like, sweet, they charged it for me. And then I'm going through the setup process. You know how every phone, you turn it on and you have to go through the menus to get it set up initially. All of it goes so smooth. And I know Sarah's went so smooth. And now I'm setting mine up and I'm thinking in my head, oh, this is going to be so easy. I'm going to download the app to my Android. I'm going to hit go and it's going to do its thing. I tried it like six times. It failed me so hard. And right there, I was like, man, do I have a dud iPhone? Is there something? Is there an issue here? Am I going to have nothing but problems with this phone? Am I going to hate this phone? But it it was just that one problem I had. My shit wouldn't transfer from my other phone for whatever reason. Ever since that, this phone's been great. Well, you know what? That's good to hear. Uh, there's, and I, you know what, you, you hit the, the nail on the head with the, uh, the rumors though, of how they, (laughs) of how it ruins everything, and it made me laugh earlier, because you're saying, like, there was rumors of the fingerprint sensor, and you're right, Junior, the the internet does, (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Dude, (laughs) And then I seen them. They released their iPad, and it had the fingerprint sensor. So I'm like, "Oh, dude, all the pro devices are gonna have that fingerprint sensor." And that's that's what a bunch of people were saying. And then this phone, I, I'm finally looking at the final release details on Apple's website when they finally posted the phone. I'm like, "There's no fucking sensor. Damn you, Apple." <laughs> those, those. Oh, that's damn. one thing I got. I didn't. I didn't mention this during the the phone review. Let's say. Um, you know the phone only has face unlock. Yes. Is it COVID right now? Are we all wearing a mask? <laughs> yes. Did oh, I think uh, about that when I bought the damn phone? <laughs> no, you didn't. I even, I even put my mask on and rescanned my face, and it told me failed to scan face. Oh, <laughs> So I'm thinking I'll just... Scan my face with no mask and unlock my phone. I'll put my mask on. I'll scan my face again, and then I'll have like two in there that I can I unlock. Can picture my f- Tyler no, like taking off his mask just to try and open his phone, and then a bunch of people start shunning him. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like in public. You know, I I do it all the time where I pick up my phone, and I look at it, and I'm like, "Why aren't you unlocking?" And then I'm like, "Oh, I have my mask on." And then you gotta type in the code, and I didn't even you know, think I about that. I, I usually hilarious. get like a subway sandwich for lunch and stuff, and I always use Apple Pay, and that's and as you know, you click the button twice, and it brings up Apple Pay. You select your card, and then it wants your face, and then all of a sudden the phone vibrates because you have your mask on, and then you're like, "Oh, you want the code? Fuck you." 
<laughs> so when I'm not wearing the mask, the phone just bleep right open. When I am wearing a mask, I'm like, this feels so old typing in a code. <laughs> like it feels like six years ago. Well, the phone ain't <laughs> pandemic proof, all right? Freaking... Man, I was so Way disappointed to go, in that. And I didn't think about it buying the phone. I'm just like, dude, this is going to be a cool phone. It's going to have all these features and stuff. Everything about it sounds cool. And then I get it in the face idea. The main way to open the fucking phone is like a pain in the ass. So, Junior, <laughs> you uh, you know, you, you, you heard of a recent development. Can you, can you tell me what's happening? I'm reading this note. And I'm trying not to cry. I don't know what you're trying to lead into, but if you're referring to Old Country Buffet, yeah, the one in Highland is closed down for good now. That is absolutely sad. And yes, that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Like, so what What happened? Why is it closing down? What do you down? mean what happened? Well, first of all, I don't think Old Country Buffet was making the profits it, it once was, right? But, um... COVID, man, got to it. COVID took it away. It, it just yeah, couldn't I guess keep we'll, up. I'm actually kind of interested to see what's going to happen with, um, what's the other one down the street? Uh, Golden oh, Corral. Oh, Golden Corral. I, oh, the one by Home Depot? Yeah, because it just got redone. So Yeah, it, it opened and then all this crap hit it. It was open for a little while before everything came in, but it wouldn't be the first time it closed. Because it was closed for a while, and then they reopened it and redid it. And, yeah, like you're saying with the pandemic, who knows? Yeah. Wow, like, uh, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. Like, so Old Country Buffet, like, we have such a connection to that, me and my family. It's like, that's why I'm so shocked about it. Like, it wasn't a place, right, you go to have, like, fine dining. But, I mean, it was a, it was a decent buffet place. I had no problem with it. I didn't run into it. You know, I've issues. been there a couple of times when I was younger. And I will say, I do remember, I mean, you're, at, you're, you're a young kid at a buffet. You can eat as much as you want, and you can go straight for the foods that you like. You don't have to eat something you may not like. So the experience I remember there was pretty good. But... I'm not going to mention names, but everyone sure? knows I usually this, do. <laughs> well, I'm in the security <laughs> industry, right? And I go to a lot of different places to work on their systems and service their systems. I am just so surprised that some of these places are passing inspections and remaining open. Because, you know, you're out on the floor where they're always mopping the floors and they're always wiping the tables and they're always keeping everything clean. Okay, as soon as you go through those swinging doors, I have not been in a place that was clean that oh made God. me feel like I want to come back and eat there. Well, you know, Like, what? I'm serious. It's that bad. I, I, I've watched Kitchen Nightmares. I, I can believe you. <laughs> I've seen I, all I, the seasons. Every place I've been in, unless there was brand new construction, it has been absolutely disgusting. I mean, aside from that, though. And, I mean, and that's why I said I wasn't going to mention names. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to no. mention the security company's name, sure we'll and get, I'm not uh, going to mention the name of the restaurant that I've been. We for sure would probably get sued. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's a common thing amongst all. But, you know, with that said, like, when it, when it comes to Old Country Buffet, 
I have a lot of dead family, okay? So <laughs> and with that being said, like, we always, after, it was, like, almost like this odd tradition sort of thing that we would do. And I don't know if many, uh, or normally after funerals, like, you have, like, an after, like, you have a dinner afterwards with everybody. You know, I, I would say I think that's kind of a normal thing. Is it? Okay. I'm the same way, like, my family. Your family does it, too? had a bunch of food at the funeral or we went out to eat somewhere like when my grandpa died um what's the place on the corner of 30 and 41 uh, i'm not sure <laughs> uh, baker square no 30 it, pizza there's a lot of things on 30 and 41 man you it's on the corner next to the car wash oh uh tables Teebles, yes. Yes. Um That's a, I, that I guess place they I guess my grandpa and them used to go there a lot. So grandpa knew he was dying. He already filled out, you know, so much money or, or whatever, and he said that he was gonna buy us dinner that day. So that oh, was one nice. of the things. We all had a reservation there. We all had this dinner and I, I don't. I, it's. I think it's just a funeral thing. That's you get together, yeah. you have a nice dinner, and then you I, go I didn't know, dinner. right? Like, because I didn't know if it was like just. I haven't been to in like many of other people's funerals, but like I've had a lot, a lot of family funerals for mine. <laughs> so, um, but we normally go to old country buffet like all the time. So it's like I have such a connect. I just went there. Last year, when the passing of my grandma and grandpa, we, like, literally, we went there uh, afterward. We just had a meal. We'd stay there to a close. We knew one of the uh, waiters that was there for years. And, like, he would always see us every time there was a funeral. <laughs> like, <laughs> Justin, you're so... Okay, I'm I'm close enough to talk to you like this. But it's so weird. Like, you're so happy about Old Country Buffet, but it doesn't sound like you had a happy meal there. <laughs> Just cramming your face with endless food, crying, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, you're, you're over here talking about this. You're, you're laughing. You're purely enjoying the conversation. But I'm catching, like, the content <laughs> of the conversation, and I'm like, how is he so happy right now? Like you haven't told me a happy moment at this place. <laughs> you're like so sad that the place is gone. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, uh, I think that's why I'm sad about it. It's cause like I had such a connection to the passing of like so many people, but it was like, uh, in getting in the reason, I guess I'm so happy is like the one thing that I, I do admit. And I love about my family is that, like when it comes to tragedy and at the end of after tragedy, we just we smile, we laugh. Like for us, funerals are like family reunions. Like <laughs> we're seeing people that we haven't seen in years that are flying out to go, you know, pay their respects to, you know, my grandparents or my aunt or, you know, cousin or something. And you just you're happy to see them, right? Like in the when you're at the funeral and you're at the wake. Yeah, that, like, that's one thing I can definitely because you know I've I've seen you guys at hard times and I've seen you guys at happy times, and your mom especially, she'll put a smile on your face no matter what happened. That's just you guys know how to get the good out of the situation. That's that's one thing I can say 
is a hundred percent true about at least you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something very true. Like where we try and be as happy, and you got to be positive, and I guess in the, a lot right. of the negative situations, you know. And I'd love to even talk about that more later, and just how my brain works towards all that. But like, yeah, and the funeral is like it's it's like one big family get together after afterward, right? Like while you're there, right? Um, normally, I mean, I'm not crying at these things, but like when it was my grandparents, for example, I was like. It was too close to home, essentially. And anyway, like you get all your tears and stuff out there. And then afterwards, it's like you kind of it's a lot of remembrance and a lot of just fun at that point. Then you're just joking. You're you're laughing. You're just having a good time. And no, we would stay there till they closed. And it's like a huge funeral party where we're taking up like four or five tables put together you know, I'm, I'm gonna have someone from your family organize my funeral because right? <laughs> it, it needs to be a better time because i'm not i'm not good at handling bad situations <laughs> yeah i just it, it was a blast i mean we did go there to old country buffet for some good times like i remember tyler we went to see the movie 2012 that disaster movie Remember mm-hmm. we took you, it was me, you, my grandmother, <laughs> my mom, and uh, my brother. And, like, afterward, we went to a country buffet. <laughs> and that was a fun time, too. So, yeah. I mean, but I think that's where I uh, – it's, it's a good old rip. Like, I was so sad when Junior put this note in there. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, No. <laughs> I was like, I have such connections to there. So many memories, like, since I was, like, eight years old. I remember when it first opened. So, it was, it's sad to see my heart goes out to a country buffet in those, uh, a lot of those workers that, like I said, I seen a few familiar faces that were working there for years. And I would see them, they're as happy as can be there. So, I assume that they... Uh, we're happy, you know, um, individuals, you know, and it was a good place to work for essentially. But, uh, with that said in remembrance, right, uh, we're actually 20 minutes over than we normally are before break. So we're going to throw this over to break. Uh, I can't wait to come back. We have so much stuff to talk about. Uh, for current events, a lot of new stuff, a lot of new stuff. So hang tight and enjoy this word from our sponsor. Adam Stone, a unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure, be sure, okay, 
not, you know, be sure, all right? That's that's all I'm saying, to go in our description and give us a follow or a subscription on YouTube and hit that notification bell and give us a like, all right? We like likes. Help us get in the algorithm a little bit more because you know what? YouTube says this. If you get more likes, you show up a little bit more. So let's get some more likes in there, guys. And, uh, you know, we're at uh, 40 subscribers. Thank you guys so much. But listen, there's a lot of you listening at 300 views. If we can get just like one of y'all to just hit a subscribe, it'd be fantastic. We're trying to make sure that our URL can show up as the amateur. Okay. All right. There's our intentions. <laughs> and on the other platforms, please give us a follow. We're on four different platforms, guys. Please utilize us. Whatever you guys feel comfortable. If YouTube's your most comfortable, come over to YouTube. If you like Spotify, uh, we're on Spotify as well. We're also on SoundCloud and Apple Music. So uh, if all of you guys, please check us out on there. Uh, with that said, uh, let's get into topics. What's... what's What's going on? What's new? Well, um, I was doing a little bit of research and uh, came across an article saying that PlayStation 5, as of right now, is selling, oh, outselling Xbox 2 to 1. And it's only getting becoming a larger margin. Oh, like uh, at GameStop, for example, they've sold like ungodly amount. It's like 20 million or something like that unit somewhere around in that area or not 22 million units and meanwhile for the xbox it's like 1 million units which i I've think actually done a little bit of looking on that and i think the reason is um pc because playstation they have um at least some exclusive that you get for buying a new ps5 but microsoft it's if it's released for Xbox, you got it on your PC and all the people that want all the extra horsepower either already do have a PC or are looking to get a PC. So I, I would that I think that might be a little bit of the reason why I I've, think I've been too, that there's been a recent strange like it's like Apple. Tyler, like it's weird. Like I, you'll see in like TikTok or social media. Well, or, like, and I'll scroll through at... Instagram right for some memes, and I see popping up. Uh, it would be like, oh, I'm getting my man the new PS5. It's always like jokes about the PS5. So it's just mainstream for some reason. Like yeah. it's not like what gamers get. It's just what like you get because it's mainstream. <laughs> I I think also you know what um. It's easy to say to just say PS5 versus oh Xbox, but, but I don't even know what the new Xbox is called. Series X. <laughs> I think that's the big thing. I think the marketing is the reason that the PlayStation Five is outselling the Xbox right now. Well, I think they, a uh, terrible name. The well, the Xbox. There's no exclusive. There's nothing special you get for buying the Xbox. Um, I mean. Better performance, of course, but the PlayStation at least had, uh, I think it had two exclusives, didn't it? Well, what, the Spider-Man game and on I thought release, um, yeah. Gran uh, Turismo, right? And uh, a few other games, actually, I think, that are dropping pretty soon. Xbox has some plan for the future. 
but there's none right now. So everyone's like, oh, dude, I want that new game. Oh, it's true. a PlayStation exclusive. Guess I got to get the that PlayStation. Is, that, that is a true factor because Xbox was supposed to release Halo uh, on the yeah. launch of their Xbox Series X. But because of COVID-19 um, and Halo is really, you know, the three for three industries is like they're really wanting to put out a good halo because you put out a screwy halo like that you're dead <laughs> so yeah they yeah. screw up the halo franchise it's over sucks. yeah so they what happened i said it's like call of duty when the new call of duty sucks everyone's like oh my god you're shit <laughs> yeah yeah um but the, yeah so they pushed it back for possibly 2021 but some people are upset because they said it might even go longer but i'm kind of fine with that you know if they're gonna develop a new halo game i for one halo is my number my favorite franchise of all time like in just favorite game of all time so if they were to screw up halo like come on now <laughs> like i'm kind of yeah. just i'm gonna be pissed well that was like my one of my favorite all-time games is fallout and when yeah. they released Fallout 76, oh, yeah. I was oh, like, oh, oh come gosh. on, guys. In a cooperative like experience that you thought was going to be so extravagant and it just fell so short. Like, yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I, I bought the game because I had to own the game. I'm but... tempted to get it just because I want to play Fallout cooperatively. But, like, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't hear good things about it. So I'm like, ah. Is it cross-platform? Because I don't know if it is. I gotta check. That would make I it worth check. buying. Because if it's not cross-platform, who are you gonna play with? Right. You know, yeah. it's just. But the, that's some that's some fairly interesting stuff, uh, Austin. Like the freaking outselling P- PS Five. I just think it's mainstream. You know, I just I think that's the the that. Well, didn't that happen with the Xbox One? Wasn't the PS4 selling out the Xbox One too? I think is, so. is the trend just continuing? That's I what think. I... I think what's happened is uh, the game market has become just like kind of like you know the iPhone versus Android market, where it's not. It's no longer which one is better. Which one do you already it, have? Which one, yeah, which one do you think? Yeah, which one do you have, and which ones? your friends have because like i mean mean, i'm not gonna lie i'm station has so many like exclusive games that are really awesome and stuff um xbox just xbox is too nice they're like you know what we're not gonna keep our games exclusive we're gonna also release them on uh pc so it like and it becomes an investment too i mean if you bought a ps4 and you bought all these PS4 games, you're supposed to be able to play them on the PS5. Well, if you've made all this investment over time and your game library is revolved around a PlayStation, you're not going to go buy an Xbox. Mm. Yeah. You know? I think- Whereas me, I have a computer and an Xbox. It, it's already combined. I can do either one. So it would make sense for me to buy the Xbox Series X. If I bought a PlayStation, honestly, the only reason I would buy it is for Gran Turismo. And that I'm not spending $690 on Gran Turismo. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe Xbox had a chance to at least stay be competitive just because they have the Series X that's like so cheap. I, well, that's yeah, what I'm thinking we're waiting for. I think yeah. we're waiting for Christmas. Yeah, because like you have that Series S, which is like a more affordable option than what PlayStation has. So you would think more people will be rocking the Series S, right? I, I think the younger generation is gonna make the Xbox explode again around Christmas time. Cause that's just it. When you're when you're looking at the new consoles to buy for your grandkid or your kid, are you gonna spend all this money on the PS5? Maybe if you're buying it for yourself, too. Or if you're just, oh, I want a game console. I want a game console. Mom and Dad, can I get a game console? Okay, fine. We'll get you one for Christmas. And then you find a lower model Xbox. Well, and I can confirm that uh, Black Friday-wise, numbers are definitely going to trend towards Xbox because of the fact that Xbox had way more available units. Like... They prepared way better than Sony did. Like I stood in line at GameStop where I live, and they had two PlayStation Fives to four Series Xs. So right. I think that the sales from Black Friday are going to help. I don't think it's going to make well, up the difference, but I think I think maybe once this constant these uh, stupid uh, people buying them up really quickly to resell them kind of chills out. I'm hoping that maybe. It's a little closer. Right. And uh, I think it's um, because uh, Sony, they're obviously more about profit. It seems like they always have been. They try yeah. to make the elite console. They have all the elite accessories to go with it. You know, now they got this real fancy new controller that you get with the PS5. They're always seems like they're, you know, somewhat worried about the status. Where Microsoft, you can either get the you know, the console that'll play all your games or you can get the elite console. And then if you want, you can buy the elite controller, but regardless, it comes with the same controller that we're familiar with. And then when you talk about the network and everything, I mean, it it's just more focused around the gamer's experience. Whereas PlayStation, obviously it's focused around a gamer's experience. It's a gaming console, but it seems like they're more focused on making a profit. Yeah. So yeah, well, the Xbox market's going to explode soon. We're just like you said, getting out of this. Everyone buying up the stock as soon as it's released, and then we all have to wait again. On it, and it makes sense in a sense why Sony would be cash grabbing in a sense because, like for Sony, they need to make a profit on this stuff because Sony is nowhere near the size company as Microsoft is. Like, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think Microsoft. And I believe I read at some point, like Microsoft doesn't really even make any money off of Xbox. Like they just do. I think it's like their fun hobby that they enjoy because they can be super innovative and try things. I don't Mm -hmm. think they really, they care, but they don't necessarily care about the numbers at the end of the day, I think. And that's why it's, I mean, they can afford for you the consumer to have a better experience rather than having to worry about investments because the investments are somewhere else. I mean, Microsoft, where do you go anywhere in the world and there's not a Microsoft computer sitting there? Exactly. I mean, you go to Apple and they use Microsoft computers in some of their development. Mm-hmm. So 
It's huge. That's, <laughs> here's something really funny, though. In their launch month, uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X were outsold by the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, Another fearsome competitor. <laughs> The Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo though, I mean, Switch it's, is in its own market. Yeah, it's like it's in its own realm. Like I don't feel it's at competition. It's just like well, you get Nintendo a Nintendo Switch, Switch for fun. It's what um, Sony tried to do with the PSP. But the difference is the Nintendo Switch was actually successful. Because mm-hmm. the Nintendo true. Switch is the throw it in your backpack gaming console play a game while you're on your train ride to school or whatever, or you have kids and you want to bring your game console to your grandma's house, you plug it in the dock and it pops up on the TV. They tried doing that with the PSP and it just didn't grab. Yeah. Whereas the Nintendo Switch was like, they did it right. Yeah, it's like, I'd rather play this Game Boy Advance than a PSP at the time. I even remember that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember those days for sure. But there's been a, another big development actually recently too, uh, Austin, that you actually had some some little bit of insider information, if you will. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if people in the Watcher podcast know, but I am uh, in the uh, healthcare field sense. I'm more on the administration side of it, but uh, I has given a little bit of inside information on how things are going to go in terms of this virus. And I figured it would be something kind of interesting to talk about what you guys think of it. So um, the state, this is just for the state of Oklahoma. Allegedly, this could potentially be what the plan is. So looks like they're going to do a system of like three phases for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And Stage one, which will start basically the minute that we get the vaccine. Um, it's basically most of the first few vaccines are just going to your healthcare workers. So like your doctors, nurses, stuff like that. And it's also like a two phase vaccine. So you have to, it's a double dose. Um, but uh, from what I understand, you have to keep this vaccine like in super cold areas. And when you are ready to use it, if you it's no longer cold, you have to use it within like such amount of time. Otherwise it's done. It's can't work. But one of the cool things is, is that I've heard uh, at least uh, all the hospitals we work with, because what they did is the Pfizer or whichever company sends out the vaccines they sent out to like one hospital in like the big populated areas. And then that hospital is in charge of like distributing to these hospitals, these hospitals. Um, and so they distribute them to us and then we get the vaccine's ready. And if, say, somebody, like, cancels an appointment or something and, like, potentially, theoretically, and I may be at the office, I could potentially get vaccinated right there because they don't want to waste them because they're so precious. I mean, those things are, like, gold right now. Um so the first phase is just getting it to healthcare workers. And then if there's a vaccine available, getting, giving them to like people who really need them, you know, like the elderly who are, are prone to having 
more serious side effects from it, uh, just having an overall worse time with it. Um, and then their phase two is they it's like supposed to be like a January to March type of thing. Looking, it looks like they're going to try to get it. That's whenever it's really going to go out to like people who have more issues, you know, like your diabetics, people who have immune uh, problems, um, or anybody who's like having really bad side effects. So, like, if you're in the hospital and you're using one of those COVID beds, they're going to try to get it to you uh, pretty quickly. You would have to use one, I should say. Um, and in the final phase is whenever, like, us, you know, me, Justin, you, Tyler, Jr., when we would get them because we're younger, um, we're not as prone to having serious side effects, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, and the thing that they're worried about, and that won't start till like the spring, so April ish time, the thing they're worried about is. Well, Pfizer has to send all these vaccines to all over the world. They're really concerned about immunity because they're not sure if they're going to, they're going to be really hard to find. And my concern is that we, I mean, has that second company been approved for the vaccine? Does anybody know about that one? Um, as far as it. I'm aware, I haven't heard anything new. I only know of Pfizer as of right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't heard because I, I have been keeping at least relatively close to the news, uh, really not as close as I should have been. But, um, as far as I know, Pfizer is the only one we could probably look gotcha. that up or something. Let's see. Um, yeah, well, he's looking it up. I have like, uh, they have like, a. I guess shipping is supposed to be like done in 24 hours. Otherwise it could damage the vaccine. I'm, I'm really curious, like how, how temperamental is this vaccine? Like, are people going to actually accidentally like these healthcare workers, are they going to accidentally compromise them? And then we're just going to be giving people vaccines that aren't even worth it. Yeah, that's going to be kind of scary that if they can't keep it in cold enough environments and then it's just Yeah, useless. you know, because, like, what if you get the vaccine and, like, okay, yeah, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. you just don't want to do your safe practices and stuff, but then you get it a month later after you get the vaccine. Yeah, right? Uh, Everyone just starts going out again. <laughs> and then just boom. I mean, talking about the vaccine leads me into a question I have for you guys. Do you think... So, you know, talking about rumors on the internet too. You guys seen that there a lot of companies are talking about making the vaccine mandatory. How do you guys feel about that? It's that that kind of scares me. All right, like I'm not gonna lie. When this vaccine, even if they released it to the full public, I wasn't going to get it right away because think about it. Normal vaccines normally take. Uh, it's normally two years. It's, that's the fastest, but normally it's 10 years of a time it takes to properly develop and work and make sure that a, vi a vaccine is properly working because you have people that are going to react differently to, uh, you know, uh, a shot. Like everyone does is going to react different to a flu shot way back when, when you're first creating it. And so other people's health conditions can be really affected, right? So... Mm -hmm. 
me and my family, it's not like we're against vaccinations. Like, uh, you know, it's not that at all. It's just no how quickly. Yeah, it's just how quickly this is being developed. That is, I think, even making most Americans afraid. Because I forgot, like, they did some sort of poll. And most Americans were saying that they did not want to take it. And it's just because, not because they're anti-vaxxers or, or anything, but it's their even understanding that this development process is, like, so quickly done that it I mean, it could be, you know, there's there got there's kinks. There's for sure going to be kinks in this, you know, vaccination. And, like, how is that going to affect you, right? Like, could... Because, right, aren't most vaccines, right, you, you, you put the virus a little bit in you and your body develops the antibodies? Isn't that like how a flu shot works? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a strain. It's like a dead strain of the virus, basically, that the vaccine puts into you. And yeah. So see, it's... the thing is, like, some people from the flu vaccine, I mean, people will go down by saying that it's not true, but... Some people I know get the flu vaccine and it's it makes them sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I heard it, the same. It's very curious. I'm very concerned. I I'm kind of I don't know how to feel about like a company to tr- make it mandatory like what if they pay for the vaccine stuff like that? Like to me like I it's a sensitive subject. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary in a way, right? Like, cause like I was saying about that too. I let's say my school opens up to you can go there, or whatever. But now they require that I get the vaccine in order to show up for school. If not, I'm gonna miss out on classes because then they don't offer Zoom classes anymore. That's gonna be kind of scary stuff, you know. And then I'm gonna be forced to take it. It's just gonna be. I don't know. I, I I'm be afraid. <laughs> you know, if it works, I'm all for it. But it's just like yeah. it's so quickly developed. Like I just don't know how everyone's body is going to um, react. react to it. You know, I, well, I, it, it goes by what Kaiser has been saying this whole time. the The statistics they've come out with now, granted, you know, statistics can be manipulated, but what they're showing, it looks like it should be everything that we need the only concerns for me the main concern for me is not the vaccine itself is that people won't uh treat the vaccine correctly because it's so many like i was watching a news thing where they said like you could only open a box with the vaccines in it twice a day for like a few minutes and then you had to keep it closed so it's like a lot of restrictions on how to treat this thing and stuff that like any one thing goes wrong and what is the, what happens to the vaccine like does it just make it not work does it make it like yeah actually put a live virus into your body and make you get sick like what is the what is the side effect of not going like being treated correctly yeah it's that's it, it makes me very afraid when it comes to that when it comes to that aspect it's i don't know what to expect with it like i'm excited for it. yeah you know i'm all back i'm all for getting back to normal like i'm super excited like i want to get back to normal i miss 
being able to be invited to events and always go as opposed to say like sorry guys like it's a bit too many people i i think i should stay home um mm-hmm. because i don't want to get my family sick and mm-hmm. um you know and i want junior and tyler to be here for the podcast cuz there's something about that synergy at least of them being in the studio and using our studio equipment and it just it, it I don't know, it adds, like, for such a uh, fun factor and then going out to eat with it. You know, I miss hanging out with Junior, right? And Tyler, like, I haven't hung out with them in forever. <laughs> no. Like, you know, I think after this, I want to see if, like, we have some large get-together or something. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah. I, so I'm all for everything going back to normal. I just want it to be done in a correct manner that's safe for everybody. Like, I am afraid for those older people or, like, people like my mother that have crazily low immunities and they're going to be injected with this thing. Are they going to recover from it? Is it for sure going to work for those individuals? Or are they just going to get sick and now you just murdered them, essentially, with this vaccine? Uh, Yeah. I Well, my little sister, she has lupus, so she has an auto immune disease and i'm like my thing is is if they don't if they didn't come like i understand why they rushed it because they need to get this because the world i mean let's be real the world needs to hurry up and get back to the way it was or some semblance of it to where we can like actually do again yeah Uh, because i know i think that this whole quarantine thing i think that because of it you're going to see a huge spike and people having mental illness struggling and in those regards just having any kind all kinds of mental problems because of because this is like i mean this is this was huge so i I think i understand why they rushed it and i everything that they're saying it sounds like it's gonna work um it's just it's very crazy i guess now one thing i will say is one thing that really frustrates me is the uh, that media is like the media's job is to like keep us all from panicking and i feel like the way that they're talking about this virus is causing like people like us to like really get scared of it and stuff like that so i think that the media needs to uh better job of covering it in my opinion I, I guess so i mean but essentially too they are doing their job in that regard because it's like people regardless i mean bro like you're still seeing people having the insane amount of parties right and just doing these super spreader events and stuff like that and it's i wish they would just you know at least chill a little bit if you're gonna have events I, I personally don't like hanging out with more than just six people. I think that's the max limit it should be at. So there's just a lot of aspects to it that, I don't know. I could understand, though, that it seems like a little bit fearful. But I think that's just the news itself. Every I purposely normally don't even turn on the news because of how depressing it is like you know <laughs> so i think it's just it's a genuinely grim situation and there's no way about like going about it in a nice way it's unfortunately it's a pandemic that's affecting the world as a whole and yeah you know i so in regards to the vaccine though i really hope that it's, it works out 
I mean, we'll see. I'm kind of glad that at least they're giving it to these frontline workers and stuff first because yeah. I want to see what's going to happen to them. I'm not going to lie. They're the kind of the guinea pigs. We're going to see I what think... happens in mass quantities. Yeah, like, no. give it a couple That's months. That's my concern is seeing what happens to them first because, like yeah. you were saying earlier, when people get sick, my dad is one that if you take the flu vaccine or the flu shot, he'll get you'll he'll be sick for like a few days but it's a little bit rough um mm. so i don't know if i'm the same way i've never taken it but this other one that's going to be like completely foreign to anyone and i already have other health conditions so that then i'm with justin i'm i want i need to see what's going to happen to them first yeah and i think i honestly think that it's like i think it's on those people who have a better immune system who in a sense kind of do their duty and see like what this vaccine is because like let's my for example my immune system is very good like i rarely ever get sick now i did get good and i've had it before so i know i'm gonna die from it but like i feel like in my eyes I would be more than willing to take the vaccine to make sure like that there's no like crazy side effects for like somebody like my younger sister were to take it, you know, because my immune system is better. So there's a higher chance of me bouncing back. Whereas with her, there's complications like you never know what could happen. Yeah, Um, I agree. I think it's just uh it's just really unprecedented, and I, I can understand why people are concerned about it. I, I still think, like, we need to be very careful and not create, like, such a bad environment where people are, like, so against the vaccine. Because at the end of the day, all the vaccine's whole goal is to try to stop yeah, this. you know, I'm not trying to start some sort of conspiracy type of thing or make people afraid mm-hmm. of it. But it's just, it's right. There's always cause and effect. And there's certain yeah. things that you have to pay attention to. I mean, it's like, right, like getting a phone. It's fantastic and everything. But like, let's say you're getting it for a younger child, you're exposing your child to talk to random strangers. Like, you know, so like there's always a cause and effect for things that I think you always yeah. have to just be aware of, at least. There, yeah. They're just, there's a level of concern that you have to always have. You have to be careful because you're putting a foreign yeah. material into your body. And I think too, it's like what the outcome is. It's like just because the government says something doesn't mean you 100% take that as like, you know what? Like just because they say, oh, this is going to be good for you, take this virus. That doesn't mean it oh. negates you to like be like, oh, okay, they said it's cool. Like, let me do it. <laughs> it's like, no, just give it a second, you know. <laughs> let I it mean, work, I'm huh? kind of a history nerd, and I know for a fact that the government has hid things from us and oh, has yeah. told fibs. So when the government says to do this, yeah, is it a world pandemic that they really want to help right now? Yes. Is it all 100% true? That's something you're just honestly never going to know. Yeah. So you got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, and, and I completely agree with that. I just uh, just am concerned with, like, you know, people who have a, uh, like, a following, like, you know, I don't, 
you know, like your actors and stuff. Like, just I just feel like uh, people who have a uh, their voices are heard louder than our like yeah, people like us. Was... I feel like they should they have a duty to just like can speak out like give their opinion but they just people just need to be careful because that reminds me of uh and sorry to cut you know cut cut in a little bit but there was this actress from the black panther films and she posted some sort of video where it was really just highlighting all the negative facts for the vaccine and she actually got like she almost like she could have lost her job from the next black panther film but mm-hmm. everyone was really on her and against the idea that she was sort of spreading this fear of the vaccine, given the factor that she's of such a high importance, you know, and like being well, looked at by to consider too, these people that are way above us and they have these voices that they can say something and everyone knows they said it. Are they being paid to say a certain thing? Or like you just said, now are they going to lose their job for being honest so now they won't be honest? You know, there's all that stuff to take into consideration. Yeah, but it's like you do have a duty to, like, make sure, watch what you're saying. Like, I think when you become a public figure to a point where you have, like, millions of followers, you really, for your public opinion, and I know this is very unfortunate, right? Everyone deserves the right freedom of speech that's granted but you do have to be careful with the things you say because maybe your views aren't necessarily going to line up with like the populace of views right Mm -hmm. so unfortunately you just got to be careful with the information and stuff that you're putting out there so i you know it's a little bit 50 50 for me with like feeling that sort of you know um how i feel towards that whole topic when it comes to public figures but junior what's your take on this vaccine are you ex- what do you what do you feel about it uh pretty much the same way you do yeah it's a like it's a it's, it's a genuine concern and i think uh i i'm i'm happy to see our uh frontline workers getting it first i would like to see what's going to happen to them um, but moving along here, there has been some other recent news, Junior, uh, that you, you're bringing up and I'm kind of curious, uh, as to what, what this whole thing with, uh, Facebook being under fire is. Oh, so, I mean, basically if you look at what Instagram, WhatsApp, I, I can't remember if Facebook owns Snapchat or not, but you know, they just, they, when these companies were coming up, they're just buying them and they pretty much created a monopoly and uh, they're starting to get busted for it. So that's some interesting news. Starting. So it was like the government uh, coming down on them. I know you linked the article. Yeah, there's like a lawsuit. I'll make sure to link in the description for everybody. If you want to read on that article uh, specifically for, well, for this. See, I don't, I mean, I understand the monopoly part, but if an owner of this company openly sells their company to this company, what did they do wrong? It's not like they can force the sale. Well, I think, yes, they could, uh, essentially. So, like, let's say, for example, Amazon does this, too. Um, let's say, for example, there and there was this website that was selling diapers. And I don't remember the name of the website, so please, everyone... Uh, you, you, I'm sure you'll find it in Google. And I, again, I apologize. A lot of our stuff is based in predominantly in conversation. Anyway, so, um, 
the Facebook was doing this thing where there was this website making a lot of money selling diapers online. Amazon, what they do to combat that and to try, they offered to buy the company. The company said no. They're like, well, obviously, if Amazon wants to buy us, we're competitors. So why would we sell to them? So then Amazon, in return, you know, they start releasing their own diapers cheap. They don't care, like whatever. They're just releasing them and they start outselling now this diaper company. Now, but they still want the label of this diaper company to, they want to own them essentially. So that way they're not as big of a competitor and they could put it under this branding that's a little bit more brand friendly, easier to, right, uh, sell. And so they did this to, and they started essentially draining their customer bases and uh, henceforth really, uh, acting as a pincer maneuver where these guys can't like really do much. <laughs> they're stuck, you know, mm -hmm. like they're losing business. So they can't do anything but sell to Amazon. And that's what Facebook could very much be doing. Oh, and uh, to going off the history. So uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys ever uh, talk about like standard oil whenever you're in high school, like the big Rockefeller company. Um, they're, they're kind of the ones that created this whole like burn over a company monopolizing a market because they basically completely monopolized all of the oil distribution in the whole United States. And the government forced them to basically sell off portions of their company, sell off, like split the company into like four or five different smaller companies that uh, were of course not as or didn't have as big of a footprint but i uh i would not be i i kind of think it'd be a good thing i i think facebook has definitely taken over the social media market too much they have too much of a foot to it they kind of have a stranglehold the only thing that's really competing with them i would say is uh snapchat to a small degree and twitter twitter <laughs> like, a real big one yeah like that's insane uh, that is absolutely insane. I think, I, the, and to be honest, I feel like uh, Facebook has used their monopolization of that market to you know, kind of control, because at the end of the day, they're kind of like a media, yeah, uh, a place where people can find out things that are going on, current events and stuff. And I, uh, I know that right now the Supreme Court was also going at them for some of the things that were on their site yeah, yeah the like because there's laws against like seeing certain things on one viewpoint versus another like you can't really do those types of things uh and i guess that they were also in trouble for that so i think this was like kind of like a started with that and now the government's like going for more is what i think is happening I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I companies. It's about time like they start, like Disney. Uh, I hope they can't buy anymore because then you know they're really then gonna have a monopoly on the market as well. You know, it's like companies like that or Amazon. If if they constantly continue to let Amazon to dominate the market and uh, sort of scare these companies into them buying them, it, it's you know it's 
it's kind of ridiculous and that's not fair because I don't want one person dictating the price on all of the things that I buy regardless if it's on sale or not like I don't care I it's not fair in the business world like as someone's even studying business like you know it, then you're really taking away what really constitutes as the american dream right where it's like you can start from nothing and build up a business of your own it's like well how can you do that if you have these huge companies owning everything <laughs> like well even if you know? you're not thinking about the american dream let's let's just say you're a blue collar worker and you're just a general consumer if there is no competition, when I go buy, you know, it, like just regular everyday products, you know, maybe paper towels, toilet paper, um, just stuff that you would go to the drawer store on a regular basis for. There's competition that keeps the prices in check. If you eliminate the competition and you get greedy, those prices are going to go, you know. They're, they're going to be way too high. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to start going up. Another thing is, is that if there's no competition, why innovate? If, yeah. If there's, if Amazon or not Amazon, if Android didn't exist, why would Apple spend so much money on R and D when we're using right now works? People love it. Why do any more? So they could keep the same thing while also hiking up the price. Um, I know, uh, I think it might have been in the early 2000s, AT&T tried to buy uh, T-Mobile, I believe, and the government stopped them because if they had bought T-Mobile, they would have owned over 50% of the phone market. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, that would have just would have just changed the game completely um, because then at that point, it's like, okay, uh, AT&T... It's, it would have basically been AT&T versus Verizon and Sprint. And Sprint's kind of wasn't ever really super crazy big. It was decent size, but would have, I mean, it would have been really bad. And think about they bought, I think AT&T also bought Time Warner and that was a big deal. And they were talking about not letting him do that, but that ended up going through. It's just been. Yeah. We, and then to think about it too, Facebook, uh, essentially they're big, Right, this this uh, company essentially they are selling our information, right? They're selling mm -hmm. our likes, our dislikes, or they're selling everything to all these marketing companies and stuff like that, or other businesses and whatnot. All that gathered information, information is power in the business world. Like you're trying to sell something, like the more you know, the better, because then you cater to those people, right? It's guaranteed mm -hmm. money essentially, and you know they're. I don't want Facebook owning all of my information <laughs> and selling it like that. And here's the thing. I want, I think we deserve a bit of that informational money. You have all these apps, essentially data mining, uh, like our information, taking all of our personal information, Facebook. I mean, what they could, they have the ability when you sign up and say, it's okay to use Facebook messenger to use your front-facing camera and back-facing camera like while you're not even using your phone to like look through it, essentially. 
And like you're agreeing to that. So they're selling that information and I'm not getting any money for this. Who's getting the money? Facebook. And I believe that all well, that'll, of- that problem will never get solved unless we get enough people to actually realize what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's when true. you sign up for Facebook, you don't read the terms and conditions. When you open any app on your phone, there's always terms and conditions when you use it for the first time. Any service, any product. But how many pages there and nobody uses or, or I mean, goes through and reads the terms and conditions. But here was an interesting. People just hit okay. <laughs> here was a, like an interesting thing though that, um, and it was kind of a, a take that I liked. So back in the elections, whatever, there was a candidate by the name of Andrew Yang, right? And he wanted to give everyone essentially thousand dollars. People were like, "Well, where's he going to get the money?" A lot of the times where he his his proposal essentially with how we would give like every American right a thousand dollars is that well you're gonna tax these tech companies that are selling your information and data mining you and giving you a piece of that money essentially that's what that would have been happening and I think that America should try and do that because these tech companies are making it barely be a lot like an amount taken away from them because it's like you're you making money more money than a thousand dollars off my information <laughs> you know i think everyone is in deserving of that cut and uh you know i'll, I'll keep pushing that you know I, I if you're using my personal information i better be getting some sort of compensation for it that that's as simple as that like when one- you go to a focus group for films for example and you get paid money for your personal information to say, you know, whether you're male, female, did you like the film? Did you not like the film? You're getting paid to be in that focus group. And essentially that's what they're doing to us and us not getting paid. Do you think that if that something like that happened, do you think Facebook would no longer be free? Um, I think oh, they would. Right? That, that's why apps are free because... Yeah. When you when you go, I was actually just um, I I seen a video on this the other day. Somebody made a Linux phone, and Linux is completely open source, and mm-hmm. everything on Linux is open to everyone that's on it. So if there's an app developed, if there's a feature for a device, if there's anything on there, it's all completely open source, and you can go in there and manipulate the code. Now. They say Linux is super safe because it doesn't sell your information. But the problem with Linux is you're very limited to the amount of apps that you can use because they don't allow these things to happen. The reason I can go and download this game for free and the developer still gets paid is because when I download the game, there's an agreement with the App Store, whether it's Google Play Store or Apple's Play Store, whichever one you're using. There's... You always see in the game there's going to be ads or there's going to be an in-store purchase. If you never make a purchase, that person still gets paid because they're monitoring what you do in the app and they're monitoring what ads you pay attention to in the app. Because, you know, somehow or sometimes when you're playing a game and then you beat the level and then at the end there's an ad that you have to view for at least five seconds. You're going to get so much money paid for that. Or if you look at the whole app, that's all monitored 
now they know that app was or that ad was actually viewed. So now the company that they're advertising for, they pay more for a full view rather than a five second view. Whereas on other apps or other platforms like Linux based stuff where they don't have as many ads, there's not free apps on there or there's not as much free apps. It either has to be released by the provider or the creator for free, or you have to pay for the app because that's how that creator gets paid because they're not doing ads. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I understand it's just, it would just really kind of suck to have like millions of subscriptions, you know, because well now nothing's free anymore, but I do. I mean, if that's what you got to do for, you get that thousand dollar check he was talking about. Uh, that would, I mean, nice. a four ninety nine subscription would. Uh, I would take a thousand for that. But yeah. and I might, think they, now see too. I think these companies will be making though a lot more through advertisements, regardless, right? So it's like essentially you're paying four ninety nine, but there's still these companies got to make money somehow. And I don't think all the subscriptions, like let's say of four ninety nine, would even remotely come up to all the um, massive amounts of money that they would get through advertisers. And I know for a fact advertisers, there's no way they would stop and be like, you know what? Oh, well, you know, uh, we're not going to pay Facebook for any sort of advertisement. There's no way. It's insane. Uh, They would be essentially digging a hole uh, for themselves, you know. But so I think, that you know, I mean, even – Places where you're paying for, um, like, let's say, think of like a Hulu or a Netflix, right? Where it's, it is advertiser free or whatnot, but you're, and you're paying or whatever, they're still able to sell certain informations that if you're of all male base, if you're all female base, like, they're going to have that information and they're going to sell that to advertisers, right? It's, it's just the information game is something that I think, people deserve a chunk of that's all um you think uh go ahead that you think do you think youtube would be considered a monopoly well that's google really yeah that's yeah. google i think yeah um, i don't know I if feel Google's... like youtube's the only thing in there they're like i mean streaming side of youtube of course you know you have amazon that's uh, twitch which is bigger but like this like the youtube the whole format of it like I think that I, it's like kind of borderline in my opinion. I think that it's probably more monopoly than not. Cause it's like, I think, but see, no one's ever really tried to beat YouTube, right? Like they never tried to do another video yeah. service. There was, um, was it Vimeo? There's, there was daily motion. I know. Yeah. There's, there's daily motion and there, there's story fires, like another website as well or something like that. I think the thing that probably saved YouTube is they haven't bought up any companies that I yeah, know of. That's true. And they I think that's probably what it I don't know. It's them a platform that works, right? Like I don't think it's I I wouldn't see a need, right, to wanna because you're just uploading videos, right? Like I don't know. Do you have a need for wanting another video s- service or something? But he's it, I think what he's gonna, what he's trying to touch on is the fact that you know, we're only using YouTube. They're getting all that ad money and yeah. kind of off of what you were just saying. Yeah, how... that's true. That's true. That's very true. And, well, and they can also, I mean, 
YouTube was also in trouble for the same stuff Facebook was, where the government was talking about how they believed that they were were forcing a specific type of uh, coverage or content onto people to sway their opinions on whatever it is, whether it's election or the vaccine or stuff like that. So, I mean, if they if we believe that they are a monopoly, then that would kind of be scary too just like facebook says because yeah and you know you could it'd be like it'd be like uh we were talking about the big time person the of actress she tweets something terrible about the virus and what if it's not true and they're spreading false information like yeah, that's true it's dangerous you know yeah um, they, i remember what they did especially when the virus first happened like it, the video would say if it was like false information and stuff like that mm -hmm. so that was that was pretty information as well or you would have to add a disclaimer like for example kevin hart has this thing called like what the fit and it's about like them it was like a pretty much like a series of them going uh and working out with different actors and stuff like that in like public areas and they would have to if they're in a big crowd it has to say like this was filmed before COVID-19 like it had to have a disclaimer um yeah before well, it... well, and I know uh I think I think YouTube ended up like after a few months they actually demonetized any video that the person referenced the virus yeah. in yeah yeah that was another thing to kind of it was to keep away from people trying to use the virus as a uh, a tactic, a way to make money, yeah, to make money, like uh, like uh, clickbait. There you go. It was yes. to sort of disable that sort of factor for people, which is I remember we actually talked a little bit about uh, the va uh, the COVID at the time, and I was like making sure that like I didn't even link it as a <laughs> as tag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're a little bit over time. This has been good stuff. Again, everyone, please uh, like and subscribe. But enjoy this word from our sponsor. And if you want to check out our sponsors, the dis their link is going to be in the description below. Adam Stone is actually, uh, his link is not under the little sponsor section but it's right below that it's going to be he's uh listed as actually one of the people work here again he made the music for our uh our our good old intro song and outro so uh that's why he's listed under there but enjoy this word from our sponsor i often find myself wondering what's next what lies ahead where do i go how far will I go? We often think about tomorrow, but what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsor. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, yeah, there's something that's been on the mind, all right? Uh, and this is something, a new game, okay? Cyberpunk 2077 
has taken the world by storm. And there's been so many internet rumors cutting back to the first <laughs> what we were talking about that has hyped up the game since 2012. This game has been in development for that long. <laughs> um, and uh, Tyler, you, you've recently, you got it, right? You've been getting into it recently and you've been doing the character customization and you said it was you liked it? Well, I, I just downloaded it. Um, and I've never really done much character customization. I know some games have really good customer character customization. I, I don't know why I keep saying customer character customization is what <laughs> I mean to say. Um, but I've never really done it. I've though I usually like flew through those parts of the game, so never really put much thought into it, but I will say I've never had a game completely catch me off guard. So, um for the sake of for the sake of keeping it PG-13, <laughs> um I was just scrolling through the menus. I haven't played the game yet. I haven't made it past creating my character. I didn't even finish creating my character because I just started doing that this morning. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually take my time because there's a bunch of options. So I picked a female character. And then I started going through the options. And then I picked a male character and I started going through the options. Hmm. Well, on the female one, I was... There's like a bunch of different eyes. There's a bunch of different eyebrows. There's a bunch of different facial features. There's a bunch of different noses. There's a bunch of different chin lines. There's everything. But then I'm scrolling down the menus and a little bit more. You can put, you can pick how big you want your character's boobs. So I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. I, I guess that's fair to do. I wasn't ready for her to just take off the clothes and there's boobs. So I was like, cool. That was another surprise, I guess. Um, and then I'm scrolling down a little bit more and I can also choose to put a penis on this female character. And then yeah. just like the boobs, I can pick how big I want that to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. never, that's, this is the part that I was just like, yeah, circumcised, uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like, I, it's, it's a, it is, it's a weird customizational option, especially when, like, I know you can customize those things, but it's not like it's a weird pornographic video game. I would like to point that out. <laughs> I know those options are in there, but you don't really see any of that stuff in all actuality. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if there's certain scenes in the game where that I stuff might have was... might start to peek out a little bit, maybe here and there. I don't. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be a porno in the game. Maybe there is. I don't know. I yeah, didn't the... look into the game. I wouldn't think there would be. So there is romance scenes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And there's, there's well, not, not straight up porn. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not straight up porn. So like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, the, you can customize the genitals and all that stuff and whatever. But like, you in actuality, you don't even really see that stuff. So, the that's um good because <laughs> I was kind of freaked out by that. I was like, okay, well, how 
pornographic is this gonna be because then that's kind of ridiculous for a video game like you know yeah like that that was uh, me it's like i know very little about the game i know i've been waiting for this game for a really long time but i haven't been looking a lot into it because i didn't want to spoil it especially right before it's about to come out so i did so, a lot of research into it for the most i can for whatever i could find whatever and then uh, I was I was gonna let myself be just totally surprised by the story, and um, you know I I did watch some few videos on the story, whatever. Nothing crazy, spoilery, like mainly from the prologue of the game. Um, so I don't know a crazy deal about the game, but I too have the game and I have it for console. Now here's the thing is like you you we were promised all this crazy graphical goodness and the game's launch has been pushed back like a million times <laughs> at least the minimum like four or five times like this thing has been pushed back already and um for the for the release date like they're always giving you a new release date oh we're trying to work out the thing there are so many freaking bugs in the game so far and it's not just for console it's pc as well there's t-posing bugs there's bugs for like people phasing through things mm -hmm. think of skyrim bugs that is what's happening in cyberpunk and i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie that pisses me off <laughs> and i'll tell you why because they delayed the game so much i if you're gonna delay the game like a million times like freaking five times I expect the game to be running at pristine quality. I expect minimal bugs. Like, there's going to be bugs, and I forgive bugs, right? You just fix it in an update. But there shouldn't have been this many bugs on release. That is ridiculous. Now, that's one thing, and it takes you out of the story. Let me tell you, like, I've never been taken out of the story before, but, like, the bugs that I've seen here take me out of the story. Now, another thing was... Is that your promise like this just the rumors for this game and like the hype from this game has been like this game was supposed to be the most revolutionary thing that we have ever seen. The greatest story that we have ever seen. The craziest customization you have ever seen. And we get into customization of character, right? Oh, cool. You could customize genitals. But like for the face... Not a lot of hair options, one. Not a lot of face options. Like, when you're getting into... Like, I figured, like, it would be, like, Fallout. Like, you can cut maybe sculpt your face or something. Or, like, a Mass Effect where you can sculpt your face a little bit. And, you know, really get into the detail of your character. But you can't. <laughs> you're just adjusting the nose, the eyes, or whatever. You can't even adjust the height of, like, your eyes or whatever. Make it look, like, crazy... Or the depth of your eyes or anything. Yeah, in um, Fallout, you can adjust all these things. So, okay, there's that kind of disappointing factor. Not as much customization as you thought was going to be in the game. For cars, so by the way? With what you're explaining now, I, is, is there like any slight differences between pc and xbox because uh, you <laughs> i was able to make a lot of adjustments to the things that you said you couldn't adjust much what do you mean no like, it's the same where they were bigger or they were spread apart or put together or sunk in more and i could change how the eyes looked like there was like 20 options it wasn't for really as much depth though to it 
it, no, it's it's not changed. Like I I compared the two because I want to make sure, right? Um, same things, same options. It seems like a wide array. It's not as as good as I would say Fallout or another game. I like I said, I feel like another. And is is it doing anything new? Like it, the options are cool, but is it doing anything new? Right? Wow, Jenna. I really okay. wouldn't say it's doing anything. <laughs> right? New like that's the thing. But that's what Fallout. I was promised. Something new. Yeah. Fallout seventy six <laughs> was. I think it was a better character customization yeah <laughs> so then oh, okay then know. there's that part of it you can't even customize vehicles like there's no vehicle customization you buy a vehicle that's it <laughs> so if you're thinking tyler that you're getting in this game and there might be some sort of customization for vehicles nothing <laughs> all right so again that's nothing really to information yeah, um, I read that too, that there was no vehicle customization. I was yeah. kind of disappointed in that because they really have some more kind of bizarre vehicles in there. Like, I figured you were going to be able to put different parts and stuff on your car for, like, I don't know, bumpers or or guns or weird light stuff. Or I kind of figured they were going to have stuff like that, and it was a little bit of a letdown when I found out that they didn't. I have a question. Uh, so you guys were explaining. Were you able to put? Uh, were you able to create a character that was, in a sense, female, but also with the male uh, anatomy on it in the older games too? Uh, no, no, that that's new. I was because when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's like really." Uh, yeah, that's the part like, that blindsided ew. me. I wasn't ready to see that. I've never seen that in another game before, and I was like, "Whoa, you're gonna allow me to make this a he she or?" Yeah, right. <laughs> very. So, in my eyes, it's very progressive. For it's that progressive for the tra- like right like trans transgender community, um, you know. And so that that's a good thing, right? But like again, I thought it was like gonna be, and I'm not even against that either. I'm like, okay, cool. But it's just still, I don't know. They hyped it up to be more, you know. I'm just talking more along the lines of like sculpting the face and making mm. a really crazy customizationable uh, character. But anyway, then you have the vehicles, then you have the weapons. So there's not a crazy amount of customization. So that's like one point that i had second point now normally i've played bought games for xbox and seen how beautiful they look on pc um but like normally there's like no like the game uh ghost recon breakpoint the graphics are absolutely amazing to it and i can imagine on pc they're even better than what i even have but the graphics that i have on xbox are still beautiful like i can see that now on cyberpunk the difference is surmountable like they literally it feels like oh my goodness tyler like that game when you look at it on pc beyond clear on xbox it is so fuzzy like i don't know what it is i've never like i said i've never experienced that in a video game my whole life and, it's like, I've seen the differences, right? And it's not, like, one of those things where, like, oh, well, it's just PC superior. No, 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 no. It's literally night and day difference. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think there's any excuse for that. Like, literally. 
this is one of the games, and this is one of the reasons it was delayed, actually, is because they were re-optimizing it for um, ray tracing, which AMD and NVIDIA just came out with really good ray tracing cards. And also the new consoles came out with a whole different... When, when you compare your Xbox One X to the Xbox Series X, the rendering process and the horsepower are just so different that when your Xbox is trying to run this game, it has to actually render it at a really low resolution and then upscale it. And that's where you're seeing this fuzziness. And also uh, light production shadowing and all that kind of stuff it's all physics based and your xbox does not have well it has shaders and everything but they're not the same as even my card in my computer that's four years old yeah and it's and then just... you want to if if you want to compare that to the new stuff that just came out it's even night and day comparing my computer to a brand new computer so it it's just the level of horsepower in the consoles that it's just not there for that game so they have to dumb it down so much for that game to get 30 frames per second i i guess so right the new now like on series x or whatever because some people have played it and i've seen the gameplay on it obviously right like the new software whatever they mm-hmm. had it where it's a little bit upscaled, and they're working on a Series X and PS5 like version, like so that way when you play it on there, it's gonna update even more. Where it's obviously even closer to PC, but on the X, but like I'm just disappointed. I'm very disappointed. You talk about revolutionary game and something that I figured was gonna be, you know, I didn't never ran into this issue in my whole life. And now running into this issue of having this fuzz and even color shift. And I'm disappointed. I am generally disappointed in that aspect of the game. And now another thing is the story. I was promised like this crazy like it's going to be a story that's revolutionary. The character is going to be the options right are going to be different. It's going to feel and even the interactions with um uh, how would you say the people on the everyday street was going to be something that you can connect with. And um, I th- that's not even in the game. Like all the people, like the NPCs, are just placed in areas that is where I've seen better in like a watchdogs, like the, you know, the NPCs running around, like just doing daily tasks and stuff. Or even in, uh, how would you say... Um, GTA, I've seen them even be, they're better than the NPCs that you see in uh, Cyberpunk. And that's another yeah, disappointing. I, I think we're running into the same trend that Fallout 76 had. I think there's going to be a lot of updating and a lot of stuff that's going to make these changes as the game goes. Yeah. Which, I'm, I'm, st- I'm on the same pain as you. About what is it eight years nine years whatever i mean if they had four years to develop the game i would have thought it would have enough time to put together the story and have the npcs and all that other stuff but since you're literally taking double or maybe more than that 
Yeah. Like, why isn't that stuff developed? And I can understand we're releasing new consoles. We're releasing new hardware for computers. I can understand the glitching through a wall or something like that, because that could be hardware bug related. Whereas when you're creating a game, you're creating the software. When new hardware comes out, you have to adjust your software to work with it. So I get that. But the story and how the game is meant to be, that's the part that I just don't understand why it seems like it's lacking after such a long time. It was just, it's not like horribly lack. It's still a good, it's still a good play. Trust me. It's a good campaign or whatever. But I was just promised so much more through these. As I mean, like, so Junior's right. Rumors is definitely ruins things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it honestly, internet rumors ruined everything, and it ruined my perspective on this game. I'm I'm hoping when I play the game, you can have truly fun. Get a better experience. You're gonna I, have I'm fun. No, trust me. You're gonna have fun. It's a fun game, and I'm not gonna take that away now, from Cyberpunk. And it's a good I story. I didn't look up all the game stuff. I didn't go on the internet and search up the game i didn't look at gameplay i looked at a little bit of like graphic stuff and stuff like that but i didn't like look at missions or anything so maybe i didn't ruin it for myself maybe i don't have all the expectations and here's so another thing they, I, for me. another even aspect of it was like right the promise of oh you even like romances like in a game like they have right where you can romance a character and you get like this full story where you're you're with this character and you it's this whole cool like backstory that you I can mean, the create. way they were talking about it i was kind of expecting almost a little like not sims but right kind of the same thing in mass and effect right that that's not there in mass effect if you wanted to have that romance option you wanted to romance a character there was like six characters you can choose from it was insane like eight characters like almost every character you can romance like real life where it felt like okay it's like real life this game, Tyler, only four. <laughs> only four. Like, they only did a storyline for four characters. And and you can't even really choose, like, right, like, what sort of aspect. It's just, it's it's disappointing when they promise, like, this whole just innovative, crazy look towards... In the gameplay, by the way, it plays like Fallout. So just some more smoother Fallout. That's what it felt like to me, too. So it's like nothing new. I just was expecting so much more new. I was expecting like Mass Effect levels of campaign, um, story development, choices. That's what I was expecting. And instead, I got um, a Fallout game. <laughs> like I got something that's been done before. That's all I'm saying. It's like, and that's where I got disappointed with this game. And I'm not too far into it. I'm still in the very beginning. But I mean, like I said, I've looked up a little bit of gameplay, and I looked into even like I because I was curious. I'm like, if this game is like the graphics are like this, and like I'm already seeing the campaign like that, I'm gonna look in to see how many people you can romance. Four people. I was like, okay, what else can you do? And I'm looking into all this stuff, and I was like, where's all the crazy options? And, like, you're promised, like, oh, everyone's going to have a different ending. And it's like well, there's, like, I'm only, like, five different endings. it's going to be, like, GTA, where you get, like, <laughs> mass amounts of DLCs, and maybe there's more and more that you can download, or maybe in the future there's going to be... yeah, I'm sure there is. Like, they're going to add a multiplayer available. feature to the game. 
um, apparently, right? Like that's rumors <laughs> mm-hmm. of what's being told. They're going to add that multiplayer. But like I said, at the end of the day, I being that this game was so hyped up since 2012, I was expecting way more. And especially from CD Projekt Red that created Witcher. And The Witcher is like a phenomenal game. Again, both beautiful on console and PC. <laughs> um, even more beautiful, obviously, on PC, but even beautiful on console. Like, you're able to enjoy those graphics. So, just a lot of disappointment. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. A lot of disappointment from my end. And um, you think you think that these companies are just biting off more than they can chew? Like they don't have the resources to put it into all of these areas? I don't think so. There, there was a point, right? Like this. I kind of think that they. This is a company that big enough. I believe this is a company that's out in Poland, and Poland is dealing with a lot of strikes and stuff right now. Um, with the LGBT community and uh, like abortion, all this stuff. So, like they got a whole lot of political things. So that my friend Gabby, who was uh, on the podcast before, Philantian, go check her out. Um, she's an artist, but she was telling me all about that, like how that could possibly be a factor on it, which is true. But if you've been developing the game since 2012, it shouldn't be. This is this is stuff that's happening this year what happened all the other years, right? That when you're developing the game. So it was just, it was a letdown. That's all. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good game. It's a good play. I suggest people to play it. Like it's a phenomenal story. It's going to be cool, but it's just nothing like they promised that is revolutionary. It's overhyped. That's what it's, it's a good game, right? And it deserves praise, but it was just, yeah, it's not revolutionary. <laughs> it's just another game. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. I know it's a rant. I know it's very pessimistic. Tyler, you're going to enjoy the game, and I still have a lot more to play. And I know I'm going to enjoy the game too, but those are my disappointments for the game that I had to tell someone about because I was going crazy seeing yeah. all this stuff. Like I said, I think it's going to be the same as Fallout 76. The release was shit. But now it's a better game. Yeah. Uh, didn't Which CD is... Projekt Red get bought by Microsoft? No. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, I don't they think bought they bought like other company. That was I. Unless you're thinking of Bethesda and um, thinking of Bethesda, yeah, you're yeah, right, you're right. And Zenimax, which they bought their parent company, Zenimax, which is uh, also um, Bethesda as well. Uh, so, but yeah. Um, that was my t- that's my take on Cyberpunk, you know. Uh it's a good game. I suggest people go out there, but if you're expecting all the promises of like this crazy revolutionary new open world experience, you're not really getting it. <laughs> it's it's just think Fallout or think uh a little bit of Mass Effect in there. It's just an RPG game. Like what what can you expect, you know? Um and I I will say this, it's probably difficult to write innovate in an RPG and give everyone the same storyline and tell the story that you want to tell, which is understandable. So I'll give it that. But with that said, you know, we're running pretty over time. Um, And I want to thank you guys for listening again. Sorry for the inconsistencies recently around this holiday season. 
it's mainly me, <laughs> right? I, I'm at the end of my semester and there's just a lot of uh, schoolwork and other stuff that I'll probably talk about in the next episode. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be sure to get these episodes out for you on time, hopefully. <laughs> and if not, you know what? It's okay. We're, we'll figure it out, all right? We're the amateur hour. We're getting things going. We're trying to be as professional as possible. So again, I do apologize uh, for the late uploads. Please like and subscribe as usual. Please follow us and uh, follow us on our social media. Again, link in the description. Just click that link tree. It takes you to everything you need to know. But with that said, we love you. Bye.